Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, this is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast with my week one of training camp observations. Now I'm there, I'm at camp every single day. I'm there for all the interviews, I'm talking to people, watching practice, taking notes, bringing you the insider information. You know, a lot of people, um, can take what others write and say and do, um, that's fine. I'm not belittling those people, but I'm there. And I'm here to tell you what my observations are. I have 15 observations I want to talk to you about today from the first week of camp. They're pretty in-depth. And then two comments I want to make because having a lot of people ask me about a couple of internet rumors, and I just want to address those really quick. Um, and we're going to get to that. And uh, so let's get started. We've got a lot of camp observations from you. I hope you're enjoying all the video, all the articles from our team. We are flooding you with information. I don't know the exact number, but I think we put out well over 60 articles this week, just camp raiders, videos. I mean, we're cranking it. So I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, we really appreciate your patronage. Uh, This podcast and our videos and our articles just going viral. I mean, literally tens of thousands of you watch the podcasts and the videos. And we thank you. We appreciate you. You're why we do it. I want you to know without you, we don't have a job. So I just want you to know from me to you, thanks a lot. We appreciate you and hope we're giving you the information you want. If we are then hit the subscribe button or or the likes or go to the top of the page and subscribe and and let us know, hey, you know, we're with you. We're there. Get the best information quick and fast every single day. It's the best way to do it. Now, the first thing I want to talk about in camp is you want to know, as of now, there have been no pads. And it is imperative that when you are dealing with rookies, there is no pads. You don't have them in OTAs. You don't have them in mini camps. You don't have them in the first week of practice. I think pads come on Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember off the top of my head. Please forgive me. But so I'm going to name some rookies who are impressing people. But when you're told they're impressing, you have to hold that back until pads come on. So, for example, Aiden O'Connell. Um, I told you at ad nauseum that this is a guy who held the ball a little bit too long. He could do that at Purdue. You can't do that in the NFL. Um, 
And I said, when he has Max Crosby and he's got Chandler Jones coming at him to kill him, Robert Spillane on a blitz, whatever, he he's going to learn that. What I think, and I've watched this super close, is he held the ball too long in OTAs, the first set. He went into minicamp, still held it a little bit too long, but he's getting better. And even at the last OTA, still held it too long. He's smooth. He is really smooth. And I've talked to the players about it, and, and they're very complimentary. And he's very accurate, extremely accurate. And uh, so he's making uh, some definite um, moves. Now, here's a guy. Well, you know that Aiden O'Connell is going to make it. Here's a guy that I still don't think he's going to make it, and I want to explain before I give his name. When the pads come on, if he's performing like he is now, he very well may make it. But I want to wait till I see pads. But Adam Plant, the defensive lineman, he has shown some burst. Now, when he's got pads on and he's got Greg Van Roten and Dylan Parham and Alex Bars and Jermaine Illuminor and Greg Van Roten and some others blocking them, they are Mumford. We're going to learn a lot, okay? But he is a guy that is showing an explosive birth, burst Excuse me, with potential. Again, I'm not ready to say this is a guy I'm predicting making the roster, but I'm telling you based on what he's done so far in training camp, he took the, the knowledge and information from OTAs and minicamp. And over that month off, you can tell he processed, he got it, and he came into camp improved. Didn't think he was making the team after those, the OTAs and minicamp. Um I'm not saying he is today, but his chances have exponentially gone up. Two other UDFAs I want to talk about. McClendon Curtis. I've told you I do think he's going to make the team. I know what the, what the Raiders think of him. I know they really like him. His football IQ is off the charts. Now, Dylan Parham had a really good rookie season, a super good rookie season. And he was a, you know, a, a third-round pick. This is a kid with a super high football IQ like Dylan. He's got the size. He's malleable, very loose. He plays his body on a swivel. They really, really like him. And, yes, he's a rookie. He's a UDFA. I've, I've, I predicted after the draft he would make the team. I still think the odds are in his favor. Um, and he's looked the part. Now we're gonna know a lot when pads come on. And uh, but he man, he looks the part. And it's funny talking to Colton, uh, talking to Dylan, talking to some of the offensive linemen, Andre James, they're bragging about him as well. And the other is a linebacker, Drake Thomas. Um, this is a UDFA out of North Carolina State. He should have won the ACC defensive player of the year. Unfortunately, a lot of those those awards go politically and he didn't but he should have won it that's a young man that is showing uh i was talking to robert spillane about him and and robert's high on him as well and some other people told me that that he's flashing like luke masterson did last year so um i i think that's very fascinating and, and very good. So that's my first observation, some of the young guns. Next, I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, it's funny listening to Jimmy talk about Devontae Adams. And he told a story that he threw a ball and he didn't think Devontae had any shot to get it. And somehow, some way, Devontae got up to it. I, I, I want to address this, but I got to be really, really careful how I do it because it's going to get me a ton of hate mail. I am not hating on Derek Carr. But Devontae Adams had a good season last year. Not as good as some of his seasons in Green Bay. 
And I don't know the number, but it's less than 200. It's between 175 and 200 targets last year, and he caught 100 balls. So let's just say it's 175. That means 75 balls. Well, he didn't have 75 drops. There were a lot of throws from Derek that didn't get to him, thrown behind him, in front of him, on the ground, over his head. And in Green Bay, he didn't have that issue with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron is so accurate. If of those 175 targets last year, if he had a more accurate quarterback, can you imagine the season that guy would have? Now, Jimmy G is accurate. Aiden O'Connell, accurate. Um, matter of fact, I was talking to, I think it was Jacoby Myers, but it, it may have been Hunter Renfro, but one of them about him and they commented immediately about his accuracy but this kid uh you know he's the real deal brian hoyer accurate so i think you're going to have a better year from Devonte. um and again not a slam on Derek. it's just the reality of there were 75 plus passes there that he didn't get a chance to really be in play for how much more can you imagine how much more Devontae could have done last year with that accuracy? So I think that's pretty phenomenal. Um, next, I want to talk about uh, the offensive line. I had a talk with Colton Miller about it and just about how everybody being back, um, how everybody gets to stay together. I talked to Dylan Parham about this as well. And how there's just cohesion. Hey, Greg Van Roten is is competing. I still don't think he's going to start. Um, I mean, he has a certainly has a chance, but I'm not I'm not sure that he is. But um, he, there's cohesion there, and this Raider offensive line performed very well. Now, I said this last year. I didn't tell you what player, but last year, the first great week of the season. Everyone was talking about how terrible the Raiders' um, offensive line was going to be. And I remember going up in the locker room and just chatting with Colton Miller a little bit. And I was the only one saying I didn't think the offensive line was going to be the reason the Raiders lost last year if they lost. I said I thought it was going to be much better than people were projecting, and I was right. Um I still don't think that's the case this year. I think there is, this is a very good offensive line. Do I think they're perfect? No. But with salary caps, you're going to have weak, you know, certain spots that maybe aren't as strong. But I'm going to get to this in a minute. But uh, it's just going to be fascinating. Um, just fascinating to watch. This offensive line, you should – I know that you all can't be in camp, but watching the way they're working together, talking to them about, you know, we're all back so we know what each other's thinking. In fact, on Saturday, I was talking to Dylan Parm about it. And, excuse me, he talked about how everybody knows kind of what everybody's thinking. You don't have to speak, so there's no verbiage. And it just makes them better. You know, they blocked for the NFL's leading rusher last year. They will have Josh back. So I'm, I'm not concerned, but I'll tell you, I think you should be very jacked up about your offensive line. Next, I want to talk about Isaiah Polamau, and he's a safety. Now, I, I mentioned this before. When I put out my end-of-the-year 53 roster projections, and I do it, after the combine, then they do it after the draft, then they do it after OTAs and minicamp. Man, you should see the um, email I get. Just, man, people. I had one person call me a dereliction of duty. Block. How stupid. I'm not giving you opinion. I'm talking to people within the organization about – what are you thinking? What's going on? Coming into training camp, Isaiah, the safety, was on the outside looking in at a spot. He certainly had a shot to win one or he wouldn't be here. But he was on the outside looking in. And I'm going to tell you, within one week of camp, um, he, I, I 
I'm let's just say this. My next projection is going to have him making the roster. I think he's going to um, just early, earlier in the week. He did some things. I think that built a lot of trust. And by the end of the week, I, I, I want to tell you what my hesitation is. We're allowed access to camp, and they don't tell us what we can and can't say as far as being critical of the team. I constantly laugh at morons. And if you say this, you're a moron who say, oh, Hondo's getting paid by the team, or he can't afford to be critical. The team will take away his access. That is so ignorant. That's just people who want to sound intelligent that sound like a jackass. It's just dumb. It's not true. I mean, there's several of us in the media core, not all, but there's several of us that have been very critical. I'm not going to lose our access. We're professionals. They're professionals. As long as you don't make it personal, they have no issue with you being personal and calling it as you see it. But I get as best information as I can from people on the team to try to assimilate my 53-man roster. I am going to tell you, I got Isaiah making it, and that could change. Pads come on, but where he is, and I'm going to—I—I'm willing to judge veterans more without the pads than rookies. But that youngster's coming along; he's having a really good camp. Next, I want to talk about Chandler Jones. And I know Raider Nation was very disappointed in his performance last year, and. For a lot of guys, it would have been okay. But not a guy on the cusp of the Hall of Fame. And people were disappointed. But so was Chandler. But in talking to him earlier this week, he said something that really clicked with me, and it's one of my camp observations. He talked about the night before training camp, he woke up every hour. Is it time to go? Is it time to go? He said he still gets nervous. Now, I want you to know, Chandler didn't play as good as he could last year. Not going to call a spade a heart. But I always liked him. And I think Raider Nation wants to so badly believe in him. But what I thought was really cool is here's a guy who's done just about everything you can do. I think he needs one more really good season to assure his Hall of Fame. But he's had a great career. He's not playing for the money. He's got more money than he'll ever be able to spend. He's playing for the love of the game. And a couple of the young players, I'm not saying rookies, although they could be in there, but a couple of the young players have been really impressed with just his joy of the game. And if you haven't seen it, go back and watch my video, if you would, with Chandler, because you hear him and I discussing his love of the game. This is a guy that has no reason to be playing other than he loves it. And that's contagious. And this guy, who knows what kind of year he has. I think he's going to have a bounce back. But I will tell you this. I think he has been great for the young players who all idolize him. And the players love his love of the game. That was a very interesting observation. That's my sixth observation. Next, I want to talk about Daniel Carlson. Uh most players, unless you're battling for a roster spot, hate the preseason games. Hate them. And Daniel Carlson is one of the best kickers in the National Football League. He's not battling for a spot. His job is safe and secure. <laughs> and this week he talked about how much he left. Let me read you. the. I'm going to get the quote right here. But he talked about um, he really enjoys them. He looks forward to them. You know, in camp, and if you ever get a chance to go to camp, do it. I appreciate, by the way, all of you who are at camp this week and waved and yelled hello. But in camp, everybody's going and there's all these periods and they're all over the field. And here are the special teams guys, just kind of off by himself. It's pretty fascinating. And I love that Here's this guy, he's rock solid, he's secure, and he still really enjoys it and thinks he gets a lot out of the preseason. Um, Again, it goes back to him. It goes back to, you know, Devontae and, and his ability to go get the ball. 
it goes back to Chandler. They have built a roster here of guys that love football. And I think that's really important. Um, and again, I, when Daniel said that, it clicked in my head. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to talk to Raider Nation about that. And that takes me to my next point. I, I think this is my eighth point. When I talked about camp observations, I've got, I don't know, 17 or 18, and then a couple of comments. But when you build a roster of guys that love the game, last year there was a lot of excitement, but not a lot of fun. This year there's a lot of excitement and there's a ton of fun. You're why, and, and I'll get more into that later, but I, I think it says a lot about the team, their buy-in, and just the guy. I mean, Robert Spillane, if you haven't seen my video with Robert Spillane, go watch it. It's phenomenal. Um, I remember when that kid was at Western Michigan, and I'd go down there to cover the team, and coaches would talk about his intensity, his fire, everything he represented was just amazing. I mean, the kid played like a beast, only open in times of war. And uh, if you saw the new Top Gun Maverick movie, by the way, it was awesome. If you didn't, you should. There's a scene in the movie um, where one of the actors um, says to Tom Cruise, you know, you're one of those guys that should only be out, brought out in time of war. That's Robert Spillane. He's so, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about him in a minute, but I, I do credit Dave Ziegler. He went out and got a roster of guys that are all in on this team, fighting, scratching, crawling, love the game, intense, ready to get the pads on. It's pretty cool. It, it reminds me, and I'm old. Now, you have to understand, I'm 52. When I was a kid growing up in mid-Michigan, it seemed like Monday night football with Howard Cosell was always the Raiders. It just, that's just how it felt. I know it wasn't true, but it felt that way. And my dad and I, even though I was a Lion, we were Lions fans, we always liked to watch the Raiders. And I remember my dad would say, you know, and and and, and talk about how they play. And, and they just always played with that intensity, love of the game, you know, you I, I used to laugh. You play the game of football until the whistle, but the Raiders played till the um they played until the uh the end of the whistle. And uh, um it was just fun. You're seeing that with this roster, and I think that's fascinating. Uh here's another one I wanted to um bring up. Hunter said he didn't have a lot of fun last year. And I thought something was pretty interesting. Another reporter asked him, I, I don't remember who or I would credit them, about his conversations with Ziegler and McDaniels. And, and they said to him, you know, you've, you've heard the talk, but you potentially not being here. And, you know, how did your talks with them go? And he said, I love this. This was one of the... Uh, I've always liked Hunter. So when I was reporting to you, it was what I was hearing. It wasn't like I wanted Hunter to go. But he said, and I want to read this to you. I wrote it down specifically. I didn't have a lot of fun last year. And he didn't. He didn't look like it. And um, I'm going to say even in, you know, we'll just leave it there. It didn't seem like he was having a lot of fun. And he went on about the conversation and said, but, you know, I'm not going to really get into it. And I'm going to come back to that in another podcast, not today. But I thought that was fascinating that he admitted it. That's Hunter. He's just a blue collar, lunch pill, hard worker. And he's going to tell you the truth. Yeah, I admit it. I wasn't having a lot of fun. But I think that's what makes Hunter, you know, so good. And it, it I just thought you as fans would enjoy hearing that again, go back and watch that interview with Hunter and uh, the video. I got it. And yeah, I think you'll, 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 you'll see what I'm talking about. Then I want to talk about. Um, Dylan Parham. So this is a guy 
He's got a humongous football IQ. Had a tremendous rookie season. And I, I always laugh. Every time I say it, I've got the same two or three people, the comments and the hate email. Super, what's wrong? I mean, all right, just shut up. You can feel what you want. I'll think what I want. I don't care. I know what people around the NFL thought. And I know what people in the league thought. Um, you know, when I say in the NFL, I'm talking about management coaches and then around the league players. I know what they thought. And I know, what the, you know, the Raiders, the guy played every game. And super IQ. I think he's on his way to stardom. But Andre James said this. He said, uh, I'm just super impressed with him. Everybody you talk to from the Raiders is impressed. He's up to 315. Now, most people don't know this. He was 315 early last year when he played really well. But then he got super sick and still played. But lost weight. I think he got down to 290, somewhere right in there, 295. So he lost 20, 25 pounds because he got sick. And he just works hard. He's a blue-collar, lunch-pail guy. I call him a kid. Sorry, I'm old. But Dylan Parham, I've been bragging about him all offseason. Great player. A ton to offer. He's the real deal. And Andre James and others are all bragging about Dylan. Super impressed. High IQ. And it's been funny because at camp, I've watched him take McClendon Curtis, who's another rookie, uh, and uh, help him and give him coaching and help him. You don't see that a lot in first, second guys. You may occasionally see it in a third, but usually it's year four before you see it, not with Dylan. Let me tell you something. If you're looking for your next Raider jersey to buy, buy Dylan Parham. He's going to be here a long time, and he's good. He's really, really good. Next, I want to talk about uh, Devontae Adams, but I want to talk about him in a different way. I was talking to a, some players this week, and one of the things that impresses people about Devontae Adams is he goes out and he's grabbing young rookies. He's grabbing young defenders telling them, hey, this is what I'm seeing in your game. You need to fix this. Don't do that. When you do that, I'm already thinking this. And I I apologize. I don't remember which player I asked, but I asked one of them about it. And, and for some reason, I think it was Jacoby Myers. So go watch the Jacoby interview. And if I'm lying, I'm sorry. I'm not lying. I'm just wrong. But Jacoby talked about that. And you should see these players on this roster love Devontae Adams. And he leads, he brings leadership. But the thing about Devontae Adams, he, he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. And he's maybe the most humble superstar in the NFL, him and Max Crosby. I mean, there are others. So I, I shouldn't say that because I know some of the other superstars. And they are very humble. But to be a superstar and to be humble is very rare. And the Raiders got two. Now, when you say superstar, I'm talking about the best in the league. And I think those two are superstars. They've got a lot of other stars who are humble as well. Colton Miller, humble. Daniel Carlson, humble. A.J. Cole, humble. A lot of these guys. But... I just thought, you know, when Devontae's earning – and let me tell you, he's helping guys that have no shot at this roster. You don't think that's going to make them better when they go to their next team? And he's helping everybody, offense, defense, and and, and he is very, very special. Now, that is, I don't know, I think that's my 11th or 12th observation. I want to address a rumor here. I have not seen the report, so I don't know who did it. But I got tons of questions about 
Evidently, somebody said that Devontae Adams is angling to get out and get to New York. Okay, now I want to say something. For a year before Devontae came here, I told you Devontae was coming. Okay, after the season, I told you when Derek went through what Derek went through, he doesn't want to leave. Oh, you don't know. You don't know. I did. So I asked him, put the video up. Okay. I will tell you if something changes with Devante. And let's just say the last three times there's been an issue, I was the first to report. I don't mean that braggadociously. I'm just saying people learn to understand the internet and modern media is fueled with click, 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 click. And there are a lot of good reporters that cover this team. I'm not the only one, not even close. Great reporters. And you want to go to solid, good reporters who know your team, not those click, 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 click. It's just foolishness. So I'm telling you unequivocally, I don't know who wrote the report, don't care. But you go back and tell them I've been right with everything on Devante, and they're wrong. He's not angling to get out. He doesn't want to get out. Now, someone could say, do you ever see a scenario in which the Raiders would trade him if the season just completely went to crap? Um, yeah, I could. I, I don't think that would happen. I don't think he's getting traded. But I'm saying that is something I could potentially possibly see. But there's no angling his part. He doesn't want to go to New York. He wants to be here. He wants to be a Raider. And if that changes, I promise I'll tell you. Okay? Now I'm going to address the other rumors later. Next, I want to get into um, the roster. I was talking to Jacoby Myers, and that guy's been on a lot of good rosters. He's won a lot of games, especially with the Patriots. And, well, of course, with the Patriots, that's who he comes from. And he was telling and, and talking about how good this roster is. Now, I understand critics are going to say immediately, I can already see you typing or emailing. Well, of course, what do you want them to say? Well, I want to share something with you, and I hope this will help you. I want to help you learn to watch interviews and learn more. There are some players, they're not liars, but you don't believe anything they say. There are some players, not going to tell you who, who when they speak, I don't listen to anything they say in an interview. I'll listen to what they say in a one-on-one -on -one. Um, off the record, uh, I'll listen there because they're just going to toe the company line, okay? And when you, when you learn who those players are, then you can watch, and it's fun, but you really don't listen. That is not Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers is a great kid, and and he's he's really plain-spoken. Now, if he didn't like the roster, would he come out and say it's crappy? No. But here's how Jacoby would have answered it. You know, I've been on a lot of good teams. I, I don't really compare. Or he would say, you know, I, I've been on so many teams and I've only been here a short time. I really couldn't answer that. When a player does that, you know they believe the negative of what you're asking. Not him. And I thought that was telling because he's he, he's a straight shooter. I really like Jacoby Myers, and I like the way he handles himself. And his answer about the roster, go watch the interview just about what he thinks about it, the depth, the talent, was fascinating to me, and I think that should say something to you. And more importantly, watching him out on the field with this roster, the way he interacts is pretty cool. Next, I want to talk about the veterans because this has shocked me about camp. Now, I think the Raiders have a really good roster of super good veterans, really good veterans. Now, do I think it's a Super Bowl team? No, I don't. 
And I'm not going to pretend that I do. But they got a lot of hardworking veterans that love that that love the game. And it is interesting to watch how the returning players from last year, again, I mentioned earlier having fun. They understand the verbiage now. They understand the, the technical talk, how much they're helping new guys and rookies. I watched it Saturday with linebackers, offensive linemen, wide receivers, tight ends. And what I found fascinating about tight ends is you got O.J. Howard and Austin Hooper, who are the vets, and Michael Merritt. And all three of those guys are new. But you have Jess Lord in there. He's helping them. And, I mean, just the way everybody's working together, it's 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 fascinating to me watching other guys come in and help them. Just the um, – there's a Marine term, esprit de corps. The esprit de corps of the group. And this is a group and, – and I've been around some teams that won a lot. I've been around some teams that didn't win a lot. And every team that won a lot, you saw that esprit de corps, that everybody helping everybody, the family, all of it. it it's fascinating. And, again, I'm not towing a company line, although people are going to say it. I'm just trying to give you the best information available. Next, I want to talk about the team speed. There were two areas that the Raiders wanted to upgrade massively in 2023. The first was team speed, and you see it on this team. It's everywhere. I mean, once they lost Henry Ruggs, they didn't have a burner. They didn't have a receiver. Now you got Philip Dorsett and Trey Tucker. They stop on a dime and give you nine cents change. I mean, gone. Their speed. Uh, Austin Hooper. Deceptive speed at tight end. Michael Merritt, a little bit deceptive speed. Then you go over to corner and huge upgrade in speed. Linebackers, more speed. Um, you know, Drake and, and, and Amari, Burner, Robert Spillane. I know he's a Mike. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but sometimes in a Mike, you're not going to get that like you would in an outside guy. Um, but Jacorian Bennett, man, that kid, I'm going to watch him close next week with pads on. Um, again, defensive line. Now, Tyree's not out there. Byron's not out there. But Nesta, you're seeing speed. You're just seeing speed all over the field. And your 2023 Raiders – Again, I've said if Jimmy stays healthy 17 games, they win nine. If he doesn't, they win six. But you're going to see a considerably faster football team. It's very evident, very, very evident watching practice. I think you guys are going to be pretty impressed with that. Next, I want to talk about the second thing that they knew they had to work on, and that was they had to improve on turnovers. And big plays on special teams. Just had to. They didn't have a choice. It was bad last year. And so what I was particularly impressed with, um, I saw, uh, excuse me, I did not see. Um, there was a, I was watching another play, but Devontae gets the ball stripped out of his hands, and that doesn't happen very often. And Robert Spillane talked about this, but every coach on defense, every rep, every meeting is talking about it's called football. The ball's the most important thing. You got to jab it out, punch it out, hit it out, pull it out, strip it out. And then they bring in Marcus Peters, who that's who he is. It's part of his DNA. Corey Bennett that way. Um, Amari Bernie that way. Robert Spillane, a turnover creator, um, he made a point that I thought was so good the other day. Go back and watch his interview. He was such a good interview. And he talked about, you know, a guy gets 100 tackles 
he'll get a contract the next year. But he has 100, you know, gets a 100 tackles but creates five turnovers. He's getting a long-term multi-million deal, dollar deal. And he talked about how he's getting that into the mind of the rookies, getting them to think about how turnovers is a mentality. I have no idea how this season is going to fall out. But the first week in camp, I can tell you all the emphasis in the world is on turnovers and the players get it and it's going on. It's going to be a lot of fun when the pads come on. Next, I want to talk to you about Robert Spillane and that intensity. Now, again, I know I've talked about it in a previous podcast, but Robert Spillane, the last five, uh, six, I think it was the last six games last year for Pittsburgh. He plays every special team in every defensive play and doesn't take one off. He's intense. I alluded to you back at how he was at Western Michigan. And guys are feeding off of him. They like him. I don't know if he'll win the vote for captain, but he's going to get a lot of votes. Uh, His teammates really like him. He's extremely personable. Um, I was told after the last OTA by a player privately, so I won't say his name, but he said, man, everybody can go to Spills and he'll answer any question. I don't know how he knows this defense the way he does already. This kid is super special. He's a special player. And uh, I I just want you to know, I, I called him a superstar earlier in the offseason. Had a lot of people laugh at me. Uh, he is. The Steelers wanted him. They made him the best offer they could with their salary cap. And the Raiders are willing to pay more, so he comes here. And then my critics, oh, but look, the guy they replaced him with, they paid more. Yep, they did. Because they had some other things go wrong, so they had money. And they went and did it. I know for a fact. Now, I wouldn't know it for a fact if I'm guessing. The Raiders, I mean, the Steelers were ticked that they lost him. They wanted him. They loved him. They thought he embodied the blue-collar lunch pail intensity of that city. And I'm going to tell you something, Vegas. Keep your eyes on Robert Spillane. You know, this city, you know, loves winners. Robert Spillane's a winner. Um, Then I want to talk about Greg Van Roten, because I've talked about him a lot since the Raiders signed him. I think this was a sneaky signing. Here's a guy been in the league, I think, 12 years. This is a guy who um, is very durable, always available, hard worker. He just didn't fit into the salary cap of Buffalo, and so they had to let him go. And Dylan Parham told me today about him pulling him and other guys aside giving advice and helping. Now, I want you to catch this. This is goes back to what I was talking about. Greg Van Roten is trying to steal a job. He wants either Dylan Parms, which he's not going to get, or Alex Bars. And what's he doing? He's helping these guys. He's investing in these guys. He's teaching them. Why? Because there's no I in team. It's about we, not me. And I just, uh, I'm telling you, I stand by what I told you all offseason. Greg Van Roten was a great addition to this football team, and he's making everybody better. And the guys love him. Even the guys he's competing against love him. He's a consummate pro. He's an older Robert Spillane. And uh, the Raiders are better because Greg Van Roten's here. Then I want to talk about, The last rumor. Again, a lot of people contacting me, asking me about some internet report, which I haven't seen. So I don't know who wrote it. So this is not me attacking anyone. I don't know who wrote it. But saying to me, Josh Jacobs hasn't signed because he doesn't like the roster. 
that they put together. Boulder Dash. I don't know who writes that stuff, but I'm there. I know the parties involved. Completely false. Not accurate. Not close to accurate. Not true. Now, I'll get into Josh because there was a report that the Raiders offered $12 million. That's a correct report. But I want to give you context. Saquon Barkley got $12 million, 10 of it guaranteed, but the other was an escalator clauses to get up to 12. That's what happened with Josh. He want, wants a longer-term deal, um, which is a fact. I don't believe he wants the escalators. And if he's going to get a longer-term deal from the Raiders, they're willing to pay him. But Josh has to be willing to bet on himself. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a smart business decision. I talked about this earlier in the week in one of my podcasts, but I want to address it again. When I was growing up, it was two tight ends, sometimes three, a fullback, a running back, maybe one ride receiver. On fourth down, I mean, on third and long, maybe two. I remember for years there was John Jefferson, and I don't remember who the other wide receiver was on the on the Chargers, and then the tight end, I think it was Charlie Garner. But that wasn't – and running backs got a ton of money. But that's not the game today. There are lots of teams that run three and four wide receivers on first, second, and third down. I mean, it's just not how the game is today. So the the running back position has been devalued. Now, what about blaming if the you know if the players are mad, blame your union, but all the rule changes have now made it much easier. I remember watching Raider game on Monday, Raiders games on Monday night, 70s, 80s. I guess it would have been that could have been the 70s, but 70s and 80s where you would see defensive backs up Beat guys up. Quarterbacks, they weren't willing to wait to throw the ball long because they knew here coming a Raider guy is going to put his helmet in my earlobe. That's not the game anymore. And I understand people are like, that's our guy, pay him. Okay, so you want him to go overpay and then hurt your team. If your object's winning, you just brought in a coach and general manager from a franchise that wins by being so cap sensitive. And here's another one. They're willing to pay him. But he has to be willing to bet on himself. Now, I'm not going to get in the middle of a man and his money. I hope Josh gets every dime he wants. But I'm also trying to talk to you about both sides here. And there has to be a reality. And the game of football has changed with rules. The game of football has changed with the way the game is played, the way they want more throwing, they want more scoring, it's good for rating. And so that's the reality of the modern NFL. I hope you've enjoyed this um, week one recap of camp. Next week, I'm sure there's going to be some things to be more critical about, but there's only pads. And uh, there really wasn't a lot this week, but I'm sure next week there'll be uh, many more good things to talk. And I'm sure there's going to be um, uh, some negatives to talk about. And that's okay. That's training camp. You expect to see that. But I'm looking forward to talking to you all next week, each and every week. And uh, wish you nothing but the best. So I'm Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks, everybody. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.